This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call. Our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin phone number is 262-729-4128. And our McHenry, Illinois phone number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to visit us on our website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. Com, that's spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. On our website, click on the media library and radio tabs to check out our past couple of shows. Subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify can view all of our past podcasts. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions or if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. We're here to help. So I've, oh, I always have the uh, business news on in the library of my office. So people that come to my Lake Geneva office or my McHenry office, you'll always see that we have the business news on. After a meeting with one of my clients recently though, I'm in the lobby watching the TV and the topic on the channel was about rising inflation. Now we haven't had that topic of rising inflation on the business news for a number of years. So I'm guessing many of you listening today have come across plenty of articles, news stories with um, topics of impending and rising inflation, those stories have left have likely left you asking yourself one important question. How do you protect yourself? During today's show, we're going to do a deep dive into inflation and what you can do to prepare for that in your financial strategy. But before we do that, let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. So if, if I do say so myself, always inflates the quality of our podcast. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, uh, be careful, Jim. Too many compliments might inflate my ego. (laughs) Some bad inflation puns today, Jim. Uh, But yeah, I mean, and to be honest, for the last couple of weeks, I've had a feeling that we might be talking about inflation soon. And I'm glad you brought this one uh, to talk about today, this topic, because uh, the price of goods has just been increasing uh, like crazy in some cases, like lumber's gone up 300% in some parts of the country. Right groceries and even used cars. So uh, there's a lot going on out there. But yes, I've had a great week. I've been really busy, though. How about you? How have you been? Yeah, Tony had a nice weekend. It was really nice on Saturday, got into the into the mid 80s. And in the evening, now, not to get sidetracked from our important topic, but man, we had the most perfect evening on Saturday. It was cool air, no humidity, and it wasn't like too cold. So to me, if we had the mid 80s, during the day. And then in the evening, it's like maybe in the high 60s with no humidity. To me, that's a perfect day. And I, I had to go back to work, got some work done on Sunday, putting together financial plans. But life is good, Tony. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and you know, I, I think 
it, it, there are a few things out there that can cause the economic anxiety uh, that inflation does, and especially for people nearing retirement. I mean, the last thing you want when you're on a retirement budget is rapidly rising prices, right, Jim? You're absolutely right on that one. Let's start with today's uh, topic and talk about you uh, a recent article I read from U.S. News and World Report called Why Are Fears of High Inflation Getting Worse? Now, as the article notes, we're seeing a, a clear rise, as you just mentioned, in inflation for gas, automobiles, and other basics like toilet paper, peanut butter, soda. Simply put, high inflation happens when prices for goods and services simply uh, don't simply rise at a normal and manageable level, but instead hit the gas pedal and rise so quickly you can make the cost of living much more expensive and reduce the purchasing power for many individuals. One piece of good news, however, is that right now many economists don't think we're close to seeing uncontrollable high inflation in the United States. But at the same time, there is clear unease amongst businesses, investors, and some consumers. Well, I know there there are some concerns there. So what are some of the issues that are uh, currently driving those concerns about inflation? One potential reason we're seeing rising prices is that in March and April of 2020, the heart of the COVID pandemic, prices took quite a bit, bit of a dip. Prices are now rising as we slowly inch back to normal life, which means year over year, uh, the prices that have increased have been bigger than what they normally would have been had there not been that dip a year ago. Additionally, there's also a global shortage of raw materials and parts that are driving up costs. Home builders are scrambling to find the lumber that they need for projects. Other manufacturers are having a hard time finding copper and other commodities. Auto manufacturers need semiconductors and many restaurants are struggling to find menu basics for products such as chicken. And then the other issue here for a lot of uh, service sector industries is the uh, inability to get uh, people back to work. So oh, we're seeing that okay. as well. And we did a recent podcast on that very yeah. subject. Well, you know what? I've even heard that uh, there's a shortage on chicken wings in some parts of the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chicken, I mean, just... Ridiculous. So, right. but what does all this mean, this inflation talk, for the average person's paycheck? Okay, so... Paychecks, though, are nudging up a bit. In April of this year, the average hourly earnings increased 0.7%, which isn't a lot, but it did go up. And if you do it year over year, that's going to be a big rise. Uh, that's a good jump. Additionally, many companies are having a tough time finding workers, as we just mentioned here. But in April, it was very disappointing. Only a little more than a quarter of a million uh, new jobs were created. They were expecting over a million uh, which is, you know, really disappointing. And the unemployment rate did tick up as well. So that's a potential issue here, especially with rising uh, de consumer demand for products and services. And we're behind with so many different products. And then, of course, if we can't get enough, enough labor uh, to meet this, this demand, boy, that could even exacerbate inflation. Well, yeah, it, it definitely could. So I think that's a that's a real concern. Now, um, tell our audience what the Federal Reserve has to say about all this, because I, I heard they, they've been making some comments about this current bout of inflation. That's right. And it is the Federal Reserve's job to shield Americans as much as possible from inflation. Uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, the 
he expects inflation to level off as supply issues are solved. So right now we've got a supply chain problem, but he does not expect that to be long-term. Listeners should also note that the Fed, uh, Federal Reserve experts have emphasized that one-time or short-term increases are different than ongoing inflation that comes with constant price jumps. Now, I just want to stop for a second there that this is the, the opinion of the Federal Reserve. And if you go back in time with the Federal Reserve, which was created um, over 100 years ago, Federal Reserve has been right often, but they've been wrong quite a bit. Yeah, they have. And we, we can go even back to 2008. The Federal Reserve was blindsided from that. So we do have evidence to show that, yeah, okay, they are right. They're, they're, they're the experts, so to speak, but even the experts can be wrong. Sure. Yeah, and that that's for sure. And it makes sense, and I, but I hope it does mean that our inflation worries may go away sooner rather than later. Um, what what else is the, the Fed saying about this? Yeah, I agree with you, Tony. I hope they're right. So the Federal Reserve is promoting two, two, two reasons it thinks our current price increases are likely to be a blip and not a trend. And the first reason is because the average American still expects inflation to remain under control. So Americans in general think this is going to be temporary. That's a good sign. This, the Federal Reserve tracks inflation expectations, which are a measure of where consumers and markets expect inflation to be heading. For more than two decades, there has been very little change in inflation. Simply put, if the public thinks inflation is going to be hanging around 2%, consumers and businesses are unlikely to adjust how they're behaving, even if commodity prices start to go up quite a bit. Businesses probably won't charge their customers higher prices if they expect this to be temporary, although I might be thinking more to the contrary on that. Um, now, as we talked about on, this recent, on a recent pro, uh, podcast, we might have... Uh, an increase in wages uh, that might have to be absorbed by the consumer. Simply put, because we're coming out of a pandemic, Tony, and employers don't have the money that they typically would to support higher wages. So where else would that go but onto the backs of the consumers? Yeah. So there's a lot that we're, we have to, to wait and see where this is all going to come about. But also, uh, the Federal Reserve thinks inflation is likely temporary because prices are largely been under control for the last 25 years. Even when unemployment was at a staggering low, 3.5% up through the start of the pandemic, uh, and it was starting to force higher salaries, consumer prices still stayed right on that 2% target. But again, I would argue that the supply chains weren't in disruption like they are today. So as long as the supplies, you know, employment is meeting the um, demands of consumers, we shouldn't see inflation. But if we have supply chain issues, if it's going to be ongoing for more than just a few months, you know, that's going to be a big problem. And I, I like the fact that the Federal Reserve thinks it's going to be short term. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I do, too. And I, I hope they're right, like you say. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about this current bout of inflation, and, and you've highlighted why we're currently dealing with a modest level of inflation. And I think that's important. You also noted the Fed doesn't really think we have to worry about long-term inflation, at least at this point. What do you have for us next? 
I think we should address some of the ways you can protect your finances from inflation. So inflation can be a little bit scary, especially when you're, begin, you're factoring in your financial strategy and your eventual retirement. But the reality is there are some fairly simple steps you can take to help guard your wallet against inflation. So a recent Yahoo Finance article called 10 Ways to Beat Inflation has some pretty good insight. The first step, you may be able to, to help protect yourself from inflation. It comes down to one word, substitution. For example, if you need a new car, focus on a reliable Toyota Camry instead of a much higher priced SUV, or better still, buy a late model used car. You'll get plenty of the same safety features, bells and whistles, but at a much lower price, for example. Yeah, and of course, though, as we mentioned earlier, uh, there are some shortages in the auto industry. I know that uh, they showed on, I don't know if it was 60 Minutes or CBS Morning News, one of those shows I saw showed acres uh, of lots, uh, GM cars and other brands, uh, just sitting there, brand new cars that they can't ship to dealers because they don't have computer chips to put in them. There's a shortage on uh, the microchips and the processor, the processor wow. chips. So uh, there's a shortage on that. And because they can't ship new cars, used cars have been going. Uh, but I think it is smart. If, I'm, if inflation is hitting the auto industry, focusing on a low mileage previously owned vehicle is a smart play. Uh, I Absolutely. really believe that. Yeah, plus home prices right now are oh, out of control. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's, I don't think we've ever seen this before with the the uh, home nope. prices for, for uh, existing homes. All right, so also one other thing you can do is buy generics. It's a simple way to protect yourself from the threat of inflation. Letting go of a big, well-known brand name as prices are rising is an easy step to reduce your, your budget. Whether it's food, over-the-counter medicines, prescriptions, uh, store brand clothing, you can often get exactly what you need with a lot less money. So kind of rolling up our sleeves and uh, putting together a budget, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's another reason to work with a good financial services professional. We're trained at helping people in you know, how to make sure you manage a budget, especially when you're in retirement, you're on a fixed income. Those higher prices can really cause havoc. Yeah, they can. I, I mean, that's huge. And I think, you know, the the prices, you know, have largely been under control for the last 25 years. And even when unemployment uh, was at a staggering low 3.5% in 2019 and forced, you know, forced higher salaries, consumer prices stayed under the Fed's 2% target even back then. Yes. And we have we have really seen low inflation. Of course, you know, when they say the two percent target, you and I have had podcasts before on the consumer price index. And it is my belief that that is not a great measurement of overall inflation. But if we look at the changes um, as it jumps from one point seven percent, which was the the consumer price index a year ago, a year ago to two point six percent, that tells me definitely that the government's noting inflation's rising, but it's probably a lot higher than what the government is saying. Um, you know, inflation can cause anxiety. It could be a major pain in the neck, and especially, as I mentioned before, with retirees. You know, a financial service professional can help. And we've talked about ways to kind of reduce your budget when these things happen, but also, and we're not going to get too much into this, positioning your investments to make sure you can at least get inflation's return, not keeping too much money in the bank, 
because you're losing ground if you're stacking too much money in the bank uh, because it's not getting you inflation's return. That's where you, again, want to talk to a financial service professional so you can help keep up with those rising costs of living. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's the key. You want to keep up with the, the rising costs, uh, uh, you know, the cost of living. And I think it's, you know, a lot of times it's understandable. It's human nature to make emotional financial decisions, Jim, especially if inflation starts skyrocketing. But an experienced financial services professional like yourself, they can help you, you know, make reasoned decisions instead of overly emotional financial ones, right? Very true, Tony. So another thing is purchasing a home is another good way to offer some level of protection against inflation. The article notes that home prices have historically kept up with inflation, although of recent, it's going up way more than inflation. Depending on where you live, buying a home may be cheaper than renting, and even still, at least you're getting some equity buildup in that home. So that down the road, if you decide to sell, you should be able to more than get your money back, be able to hopefully get a return on that investment instead of paying rent that you never get anything back for. Yeah. Um, also, though, don't buy a home if the payments and maintenance would leave you cash poor, though. So while you want to be able to get some equity in a in an investment like a home, that's also what we call an illiquid investment. So if you're if you need that extra money, if you haven't built up a savings plan to help cover you from emergencies, then don't jump the gun with a home purchase. Wait until you get you have enough liquidity in order to do that. Yeah, that that makes sense. And and again, with house prices skyrocketing, you have to be really careful. Make sure you're in the right situation. Uh, to buy a home. And I think talking first to a financial advisor like yourself or a, a trusted financial services professional is the right move. And speaking of buying a home, what is a good borrowing strategy during times of rising inflation? Okay. The simplest answer is that if inflation is trending up, don't wait to borrow because rising inflation can include rising interest rates. If taking out a loan is on the horizon on your horizon make sure to keep a close eye on inflation and if it begins to rise in a way that suggests a trend rather than a blip make your move best time is now if that's going to happen <laughs> well is there an area that's impacted by inflation that people might not even realize how about education tony you know as inflation goes up college tuition room and board and books are going to go up too yep, so good point you know don't don't attend a name brand school if you can't afford it instead attend a local college live at home go to a community college for 2 years you know there's nothing wrong with that i think there's sort of this blown up vision that going to a expensive 4 year college that everybody knows about is is going to make you so much better in your working years but you know what getting started the less, um, um, you know, the less exciting way is sometimes the best way to get started, especially when finances are an issue. Yeah, a good point. And, you know, inflation has been getting a lot of attention in the news lately because it's been on the rise. Uh, and I, I think you've been a, really done a good job today discussing how it can affect your financial strategy. So what do you have next for us? Okay, so in our in in this segment, we, let's focus on how we can combat inflation if you're already retired. So uh, this article from a newsletter called The Balance: Three Ways to Plan for Inflation in Retirement has some very good insight. 
Interestingly, the article explains that it's often considered a rule of thumb that retirees will need to a permanently increasing income source to maintain their purchasing power. But it also notes that studies of retiree spending habits paint a different picture. So, to begin with, your retirement can largely be broken down into three phases. The go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. Huh. During, during, during the go-go years, which is your early phase of retirement, you're going to be out in the world traveling, hitting the links, fishing, all those things that you wanted to do, sort of your, your passion, your hobbies that you enjoy. That means you're out there spending money. And depending on your health, the go-go years are generally ages 55 to age 75. The next phase, the slow-go years, is generally ages 70 to 85, depending on your health. In this stage, you're, home, you're at home more and you're shopping less. As the article notes, spending in inflation adjusts uh, typically and it will start to decline for you once you get to that phase. Finally, in your no-go years, what you're spending on healthcare replaces what you've previously spent on entertainment. In, a, in inflation adjusted terms, the article explains that spending ticks back up during that phase. I love that. I've never seen the phases broken down like that, Jim. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I am curious about something else. How does a retiree's income level factor into all this? Okay, that's a great question, Tony. Your income level is certainly going to factor into how much inflation is going to affect you. Retirees with high incomes, generally 75000 a year or greater, can typically withstand a few inflation hits. But for retirees with lower income, uh, inflation that hits things like food, energy, and medical care, all of which we've seen in the last 12 months, can really take a bite out of your budget. So when it comes to retirement, you can generally plan for expenses rising about 3% per year, which is in line with historical inflation rates, according to this article. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's interesting. And uh, what are some of the things people can do then to help protect their future purchasing power from inflation? Okay, so the first step is one that we've addressed previously. Get the most from your Social Security. You know, talking with a good financial services professional can give you the insight as to when should you apply for Social Security and what's the best or optimized strategy of which to take. Now, now once you are on inflation, there's no more automatic rise to your Social Security benefit, except they do give an inflationary adjustment through the Consumer Price Index. And you and I both have talked about this. The Consumer Price Index does traditionally does not keep up with inflation. That's in true. fact, yeah. if we go back to the year 2000, it's only keeping up about half of what real inflation is. So over time, we are sort, you know, sort of losing uh, purchasing power with Social Security. But unlike a lot of pensions, this does tick up. It tends to tick up from year to year. So there's some level of inflationary protection. If you haven't filed for Social Security, take your time, do some research. Again, a good financial services professional can help. It's one of the most important retirement uh, strategies that you can look at. So don't overlook or, or underthink uh, planning with Social Security. Right. And, you know, let's do a hypothetical then. Let's say that down the road, inflation really spikes and does it in a way that suggests it might last a while, then what are some steps people might want to consider in that scenario? 
Okay, good question. But let's emphasize again in this pure hypothetical that there is no information floating around right now that would suggest out of control, out of control inflation. Sure. Um, we're not yet there yet. But the first thing you may want to do is stock up. If prices are rising like a rocket and it looks like it's going to last a while, go out and buy a bunch of toilet paper, laundry detergent, other essentials, sort of like what people did in the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, where everybody went to the grocery store and just <laughs> bought everything on the shelf. Um, if we're going to go into a hyperinflation period of time and it's going to be a long-term uh, scenario, well, that's sort of, that's the same kind of the same strategy uh, that I would recommend. Buy it at a lower price today than in the future. Right, right, and you don't have to take the mentality of of a doomsday prepper. Uh, just maybe go out and buy enough to get you through uh, a couple of months. Uh, now and, yes. and and maybe uh, you do other things, you know, be energy efficient. I think those that makes sense to me, and it yes. doesn't seem that over the top. Um, you know, these are all good ideas. I'm not sure, um, you know, uh, what each listener's situation is, and of course, as you always tell us, Jim, it, it's going to be different. Uh, maybe do you have an, any other tips? Well, one other thing to talk about here would be insurance, Tony. There are some insurance products that may offer some level of protection against inflation. Remember, as you age, your health care costs rise. And if you add inflation into the mix, they're going to shoot even higher. So long-term care insurance can help uh, with that issue should that come about. Um, you know, other things that could come about, we, we could look at, you know, growing our own food. Um, there's a number of different steps that we could talk about, including biking, walking, public transportation, sure. those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, Jim, it's been a great topic. Do you have anything else today on this topic before we have to go? Actually, Tony, I want to tell, since the listeners may not know, that you are from Minnesota. Yep, Minnesota. And you're also a diehard Vikings I fan. I am. Am I correct? Yep. All right, so I want to tell a little joke here. Okay. Uh, this this joke is called, Ole and Sven die in a snowmobiling accident and go to hell. <laughs> oh, no. All right, here we go. All right. So Oli and Sven die in a snowmobiling accident, drunker than skunks, and they go to hell. The devil observes that they are really enjoying themselves. He says to them, doesn't the heat and smoke bother you too? Oli replies, Val, you know, we're from northern Minnesota, the land of snow and ice, and we're just happy for a chance to warm up a little bit, you know? The devil decides that these two aren't miserable enough and turns the heat up even more. When he returns to the room... The devil finds them in light jackets and hats, grilling walleye and drinking beer. The devil is astonished and exclaims, Everyone down here is in misery and you two seem to be enjoying yourselves. Fen replies, Val, you know, we don't get too much warm weather up in Minnesota, so we just gotta have a fish fry when the weather is this nice. The devil is absolutely furious. He can hardly see straight. Finally, he comes up with the answer. These two guys love the heat because they've been cold all their lives. So the devil decides to turn off all the heat in hell. The next morning, the temperature is now 60 below zero. Icicles are hanging everywhere and people are shivering so bad they're unable to wail, moan, and gnash their teeth. The devil smiles, heads for the room with Oli and Sven. He gets there, finds them back in their parkas their bomber hats and their mittens. They're jumping up and down, cheering, yelling, and screaming like, like madmen. The devil is dumbfounded. I don't understand. When I turned up the heat, you're happy. Now it's freezing cold and you two are still happy. What's wrong with you two? 
They both look at the devil in surprise and say, Well, don't you know, if hell is froze over, doesn't that mean the Vikings have won the Super Bowl? <laughs> All right. All right. I thought I'd take a stab uh, at that one. Then an Oli joke. <laughs> All right. The I know. That was a little corny. Uh, I loved it. I loved but it. I it was a lot it. corny, but we grow a lot of corn here in Minnesota and, and, and in Wisconsin and Illinois. So, uh, Jim, before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. All right. So, callers in Wisconsin, you can call our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin office at 262 729 4128. In Illinois, callers can call our McHenry office at 815-331-8096. You can feel free to visit us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. Give us a call if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one meeting as well. We're here to help. We want to help you with your retirement. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramen Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.